Comet breeze, the mesa to the western skies with the sound of a thousand cattle drives. A chosen few would see the light and find the wrong with right. Up on the mesa, high above the clouds, there's a world apart from all the rest. Hello and welcome to SMPD, the podcast where we look back on the cartoons that shaped our childhood. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my cowboy companion, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And this episode, we are looking at the Wild West Cowboys of Moo Mesa, um, which is is not a show I ever thought we'd get around to doing. No, I put it on the I... list, and I was like, I don't think we're going to get around to doing this, but I'm <laughs> going to put it on the list anyway, because I want to watch it and I want to talk about it. Yeah, so I don't remember this. Um, I remember when I've put it on, I've only had a chance to watch two or three today, so I've gone massively into it. Um, but I put it on and I recognised some of the characters. So I must have seen it at some point. But I remember fuck all about it. I don't think many people do remember this. I remember it fondly. Um, not because of the show, but because of the game. Um, I, and I, I think I actually found the show first time out because of the game. It was on, on a Saturday morning. I remember it being on a Saturday morning. I can't remember whether it was on ITV or BBC, though. But it wasn't something I'd seen a lot of. And I was exposed to the game first. Uh, and then from finding the game... I went back and watched the show. Uh, now, as previously discussed on the show, I, I just have a an ingrained love for anything cowboy. Uh, Westerns was something that I was raised on. I was raised on a staple diet of Westerns. My dad fucking adored them, uh, as did my granddad. So I have a soft spot for this sort of stuff, as we were talking about when we did Bravestar and stuff like that as well. So I'm an easy mark for this. Uh, but also, you know, these, this came out, I think, sort of 91, 92-ish. Yeah, it was 92, um, 93. So it ran from September 92. There you go. There you go. So this was at the time where there was just this this spate of like four player coin op games. Yeah. There was like in the eight bit era of games, there was this thing where you got a license and you made a side scrolling platform game. That's what you did. Didn't matter what yeah. the license was. Didn't matter if it was fucking Batman. You made a platform game out of it. That happened. Batman yeah. had spec the ocean did. It was a platform yeah. game. It was weird as hell. Um, but anything you got, yeah, anything you got, it wasn't bad. It was just weird. No, anything right. you got, you made a platform game out yeah. of. They also did a Game Boy version for the uh, Tim Burton movie. Yes, yes, they did. Yeah. Uh, and then once the sort of 16-bit era came in, and once sort of um, arcades became well more cartoony in, in style, really, with with their pixel art, they, yeah. all of a sudden this licensing shifted from being platform games to let's have cooperative four-player action games and all of a sudden we started getting like turtles and simpsons and cadillacs and dinosaurs and bucky o'hare and amongst all of these there was a game that i loved called sunset riders which was this side-scrolling shoot-em-up the others were all beat-em-ups this was a shoot-em-up this side-scrolling shoot-em-up and you played these it was kind of a spaghetti western sort of thing and you played these cowboys in these pastel colored shirts and one had a shotgun and one had like two pistols and i think one may have had knives and one had a bow and arrow. Um, I'm not going to tell you which one was culturally insensitive. You can work that out <laughs> for yourself. <laughs> well, with a shotgun, clearly. Clearly. Um, and then, so so I really got into this. And, and this was a time, listeners, where, you know, especially for those of you that are younger than us, like you had to seek out some of these games. Like yeah. you couldn't just, you know, it wasn't like that. And Stance Revolution, where it was in every fucking arcade. That yeah, they you had to really you know, want it. Yeah, like you'd go around seaside towns and there would be different fucking machines in every arcade. And as they got older, they'd work, especially for me, they'd work my way into my local video shop and my local snooker club, which is where I played a lot of arcade games. So yeah. 
Sunset Riders came out. I got obsessed with it. I absolutely loved it. Then it went away. And a few months later, this new game came in, Wild West Cowboys of Moor Mesa. I started playing it and I was like, hang on, what the fuck is this? Because this is Sunset Riders, but they're not cowboys anymore. They're cows. What the fuck is going on? And other than that, it was pretty much the same game. It was I don't know if it was an exact reskin, but it was it was certainly very, very fucking similar to Sunset Riders. And they were both Konami as well. So it probably was. And, and from that, because because I loved Sunset Riders, what's not to love about the fact that you just take that and make the cowboys cows? Yeah. What's not to love about that? And so, yeah, then I, I fell down the rabbit hole and they were comics as well. I remember reading the comics and then I found the show. And so for a very, very short period of time, uh, and it was a very short period of time, it didn't run for long, um, I got really into this show. Uh, and so, it, but it is one of those shows where when, you know, we talk to people about what we're doing on the show and stuff, this is one of those ones where everybody goes, what, what the fuck is that? You're making this up. <laughs> no, this this was a fucking show. This thing existed. Um, and so, yeah, I was I put it on the list and I didn't know if we'd ever get around to it. And if we did, I didn't know if we'd ever be able to actually fucking find it. Turns out everything is on YouTube, listeners. So yeah. just, you know, YouTube is your friend here. Um, can't find it anywhere, like, to pay cash money for. But the no. whole fucking thing is on YouTube. So if you want to watch it, go there and they're reasonable yeah. quality as well. Yeah, because there's only um, so yeah, 26 episodes, aren't there? Yeah, there's like two seasons. Um, they're, they're like, they weird with their length like some are 20 minutes some are 25 minutes some are yeah. 22 minutes like they just take as long as they need to take tell the story yeah. basically yeah. um and it, it really just does what it says on the tin these are wild west cowboy stories like these these uh, spaghetti westerns every episode's a little spaghetti western yeah. really. it's just that it so happens that all the characters are anthropomorphic cows well not all the characters but the majority of the characters are. yeah because I, I quite um, liked actually that the the very first episodes um that you get the you get the credits and then straight after you get the three of them singing a song where they introduce themselves and explain the whole thing there's a cow myth and it's come in and it, it was it was irradiated and it, it mutated some cows and you know they you know, now what's the line is not comic him down now we ride like all the rest it's basically basically giving the excuse that that's why they're humanoid because a comet fuck it why not I mean, and it really it, is. It yeah. front loads everything in that first episode. And after that, that's it. Never mentioned again. Yeah. Never, now you're into, into the show, into the story, and that's it. That's how it works. And I, re- I thought that was really good. I mean, I watched yeah. the first three, maybe four this afternoon. Um, and that you know, that was enough. I was looking at this going, yeah, that's really clever. Because usually you get either they don't bother with the story at all, or they tell it every four seconds just to make sure you really understand it. And this one yeah, is just I- a one and done. Yeah, and, and I think actually, you know, because these characters, you know, and, and I don't mean these ones specifically, you know, uh, but but these these tropes, if you like, then, you know, of like the, the strong, silent, butch cowboy and then the Colorado kid being the kind of loose cannon, yeah. you know, um, these characters are kind of ingrained in our culture. So we don't we don't need to constantly be reintroduced to these and we don't need the constant backstory like this. Yeah. As I said, this does what it says on the tin. This is this is just cowboy storytelling um yeah. and, it, and it just so happens in this instance they are cows c-o-w's by the way code of west code of yeah. the west cowboys um which again you've got the whole they're all living by the code of the west thing which yeah. gives you something to hang your narrative on and gives you you know 
as was par for the course at the time. It gives you your moralizing at the end of the episode as well. Well, the code of the West always says that we have yeah. to do this because that's what good people do, you know, and that's why we're the good guys and terrible is the bad guy because yeah. he doesn't live by the code of the West. Um, yeah, so we have about fucking what it says on the tin as well. What an amazing name. Terrible and terrible and horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the names are genius when you think of them as well. And they're all, they're all very punny. But yeah. they are. Going, I mean, you got you got Lou Montana, you got Dakota Duke, the Colorado kid. Like again, they, they've got these these kind of plays on these yeah. classic Western uh, cowboy names as well. Yeah, and Lily like, like, Bovine, Lily Bovine, you know? Cody Calf, Carl Am- Yeah, yeah, Kate Cuts. Um, there was another one as well. Um, What's the Scorpion? The Scorpion's got a good name as well. I can't think of his name now. Saddle Score Scorpion. Yeah. So. I mean, it's 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 such a simple concept, right? It's, it's to the point of being fucking ridiculous. Oh, it the is cows, absolutely. But the cows, like how how nobody thought of it before, I don't fucking know. It's so obvious. Yeah, I mean that was the thing that got me with earlier. Cause I, 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 I recognised the, the the character, I recognised recognize the character designer, I recognised the drawings, all that. Didn't remember the show at all. Didn't remember anything about it. But that was the thing that took me when I first saw it. I was like, Aaron, why do they need to be cows? Apart from apart from just to give a shitload of bovine puns, which I'm on board with, I love a good pun, you know that. But mm-hmm. as a, is there any reason? And the answer is no, none whatsoever. Apart from apart from maybe the cynical side that says the cows not people, they'll sell more toys. It's it's exactly that. Um, you know, you got to remember when this was coming out, we had uh, we'd had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Bucky O'Hare was a thing, yeah, you know, and, and Mars was a thing. Yeah, and then yeah. we had every every turtles imitator under the sun. Yeah, we had bike mice from Mars. We had Bucky O'Hare, we had Street Sharks, we had Samurai Pizza Cats, we had it, yeah. just an anthropomorphic team was the thing. But yeah. they just kind of took that and went, you know what? I really loved cowboys. Let's make let's make a fucking cowboy show. And you know, flag in the sand right here and now, as as I said, that's that's an instant winner for me. I'm yours to lose if you're telling me cowboy tales. And we don't have enough like Brave Star, where it's got that far west kind of thing to it. Or you get something like this, which goes more kind of, it's more steampunky in its approach to cowboys. And because and yeah. you've got the science fiction element in there as well with the, the cowmit, uh, not the comet, the cowmit. Um, and, you know, and then a lot of the technology, you know, like um, Mu Montana's gun fires yeah. sheriff's badges out and stuff like that. And it, but, it, but it kind of all works in this sci-fi steampunky yeah. They wanted to do with Will Smith vehicle Wild Wild West, which was <laughs> atrocious. This pulls it off much much better than they ever did. But it's yeah. got that kind of feel running through it of like it, it's it, it's the West as we know it, but not, not quite. quite. But I think as well is that it has that element of as well as having sort of that, that sort of sci-fi Western aspect to it. It does have some quite decent comedic chops as well. I mean, in the very yeah, first episode really where they're um, you've got there's a train stuck on a track as, as part of the trap to um, to get. Um, uh, to get uh, fucking move on to uh, Montana, I'll, I'll get him I'll blown up. So that that's that's there, and then there's a, there's a, they've blown a big hole in front of the train, so the train can't go. But the other, the other one is on time; it's going to hit it in the back. So they just drop another fucking bomb on it, and the train goes under under the one and back up the other side because obviously that's how tunnels work. And it's just, yeah. but it's just, but it's just like yeah, that's the fucking Wiley Coyote school of design, but it works. Yeah, actually, it's a phrase we haven't used on this podcast for a little while now. It felt like at one point I was using it every week when we were talking about shit like this. But again, it's plausible implausibility. Yeah. It's the like, that's not how physics works. That's not how science works. We know that. But, but, but there is logic to it. There's logic to it. It has so an internal logic. So, yeah, the fact there's a hole over yeah. here. Yeah. Well, clearly, if you put, if you put another one here, the train can go, can go down it and up the other side. And, it, yeah, and you go with it. You, you just yeah. go with it. Yeah. 
But it, but like, it just made me laugh because it's one yeah. thing. You know, normally you think, oh, well, it's gone in a hole, it's going to crash. And then it comes up the other side. You think, yeah, all right, fair play, I'll give you that. that that's one of the things that surprised me the most rewatching this. Um, obviously, I remembered that it was a kind of action adventure cowboy show, and I remembered they were cows and there were sort of slight science fiction elements. So I was expecting all that going in. What I wasn't expecting was how funny it was and how, yeah. like, moment to moment, how good. Like, look, the stories are very basic. And like I said, they're retreads of, like, Western staples. So it's not going to win any fucking awards for for its storytelling. But the moment to moment writing in the script is very, very funny. Like, yeah. even some of the dialogue as well. As you say, there's, there's cow puns are plenty in there. But yeah. there's some real witty stuff in there as well. There is. And I quite liked as well the... Um... Not just with the, with the jokes and the puns, but there was some decent character work as well, especially with um, uh, Lily and um, and Moo at the start of that, that pilot. Um, you know where you know, yeah. they give us the, they give us the thing about you know, him being Law Cow of the Year for how you know he's, he, and he wins it every year and he never turns up. And we get this stuff and then you get the whole thing about you know, the, the trophy shining like her eyes and I didn't mean to say that. And they, they've done no, they've gone into this and gone. You know what? We could make this with people. It does. It doesn't have to be animated it doesn't have to be cows yeah. we could make this show apart from the fact that by animating it it's cheaper because we are going to build stuff yeah but actually you look at it and go yeah you know what they've put the effort in the writing is quite clever the, the character work is there yeah and i think definitely. that was that was one thing i didn't expect i mean so I, that's a call about the show um but i really didn't expect it to be um quite as sophisticated as it was no and, and again you know these are these are tropes and these are these are character relationships that that we know you know every Every fucking Western you watch has got like the sort of slightly spunky uh, bar bar wench that the, you yeah. know the the main sheriff goes in you know the tough guy goes in and wins her heart and she's actually got a heart to gold and stuff like that and she's the one keeping the town together like this is this is paint by numbers yeah. um, like you say you you could make it and it has been made with with all sorts of of people you know of of every kind of denomination you you know we've we've had every retelling of a Western possible except for cows and so it's like somebody went well let's just make them cows and and like you said it's they play true to the characters and they don't take anything away from the, the fact that cows and nobody really mentions the fact that cows unless they go in for a gag and then yeah. it's just like yeah i mean my, my favorite gag in the episodes i've watched i think i've done about five or six of these i've been watching it for a couple of weeks because stuff happened and we had to delay this show slightly so i've had time to watch uh, a few few extra ones, uh, which is good because um, I have really enjoyed it, as you can probably tell already. Um, but my favourite gag that I've seen so far, and, and I forget what episode it's in, but there's one where they have the town drunk at one point, and um, they <laughs> they get him out of the shit, and he, he's trying to repay him, and he also happens to be a shoe shine because he's the town drunk, and so he decides that he's just gonna shine Moo Montana's boots for free every time he sees him. He's like, I'm gonna shine your boots, boss. And every time he does it, he just basically spits on Moo's hooves and rubs it. And the gag is always Moo turning him saying, look, I'm not wearing boots. <laughs> You're spitting on my feet. <laughs> it's just really funny. I wasn't expecting that level of humour out of this. Uh, yeah. and, and I think this this show for me, that was I instantly fell in love with it again when we started watching it. I was instantly like, like look, this isn't the best show we've watched. Yeah. But they get to be ridiculous with it and like oh well yeah. he'll be the Colorado kid and yeah, yeah we'll have lily bovine and yeah you can spit on his feet and he's not wearing shoes and we'll have horrible and terrible and it, there's all of these extra things that, that come out of it that just elevate it slightly yeah. um so yeah it's really really um it, it's really really clever i, I think and, it, and it's more clever than than it would appear to be um you know because when you first read it and you, you see Wild West Cowboys and Moomacer on the title, and you think, right, I know exactly what this is going to be. 
Um, and it's not that at all, you know. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's all to say before we've even really got into the show. That's all to say I really enjoyed this. Um, yeah. And I was... I was surprised, I think, because I was expect I was expecting this to be one of those ones that we were rewatching, and for it not to have held up at all. I was expecting the animation to be shit. I wasn't yeah. expecting the voice cast to be up to much either. Um, and then, of course, it, in watching it, all of a sudden, it's like, okay, but that's Jim Cummings, so yeah. <laughs> right, you know, the voice cast is good, and the animation is actually not yeah, that I was, bad. I was, re- I was really impressed with the animation, actually. I mean, the um, the version I watched on YouTube, they were all um, described as high quality to start with, so that was you know, that was something that I was thinking, right, okay, that'd be all right. But yeah, it, it really, you know, there weren't any drops, there weren't any gaps, there were, you know, I mean, sometimes, especially when you get cartoons of, you know, that are more, you know, they're sort of pre-95, 96, they, they really do lag, you really do get those problems with, um, you know, with the frame rate, and it, so it doesn't really update, it doesn't really um, upgrade properly to, to digital. Um, but this worked out really well. Like, you know, it comes in really well. It looks really good. Um, as you said, the, the voice cast, you know, they, they said it, you have got Jim Cummings. Um, all the people we've talked about a million times on this show, Charlie Adler, Tim Curry, um, uh, Rob Paulson, Kate, uh, Kate McGrew, but then some notable extras as well. You know, you've got um, a guy called Mark Hamill. I think he's quite famous. Oh yeah, um, I, I think I've heard of him. Him and yeah. him and Tim Curry actually. They don't. They're not in it. They're not regulars. They pop no, up. I've seen no, the they, Tim Curry episode. I've not seen Mark Hamill's. Yeah, but, but, uh, so they, they, um, but they, I think they pop up more than once. Uh, Michael Goff's in there as well. Um, I mean, so they, they, they've again. Say no. I mean, we've, we've talked about this many times. You know, they their their job in actors, and obviously, you know, it, it's a paycheck, so they you know, they they go for it, but. They've, you know, they, they've got quality people involved in this. I, I don't think it was a particularly big production. I mean, especially when you look at a lot of the works the other the others did. Now, you Rob Paulson, you Jim Cummings, did all the Disney stuff. I mean, this was small potatoes by comparison. Yeah, I mean, you've got Brad Garrett in there as well. Um, yes. Who's who's gone on to be in umpteen things that we've mentioned on this show yeah. as well. So you know, I, th- I think we've said this before as well. Around this time, you know, late eighties, early nineties, being a being a voice artist wasn't quite the job that it is now um i think we've come a long way in in recognizing uh, voice artists in the last i would say 10 years uh, and i think so yeah. much of that comes from the love that our generation has for this sort of thing and also from just the phenomenal work that's being done over with video games now as well and so a lot of these yeah. people are being recognized uh, and quite rightly so but yeah. at this time it was almost like there was just this this pool this gang if you like that yeah. just moved around together it was like well these these are the guys that, that don't appear on camera these are your voice guys so you end up just repeatedly getting your, your charlie adlers and your rob paulson's and your jim cummings in, in just about everything yeah. um and it, you know there is a point as well where you can watch card like jim cummings for instance plays a, a number of roles in in this yeah. Every single one of them is instantly recognisable as Jim Cummings because every single yes. one of them, you've heard that voice before, just with a different accent. Well, that was, that was, that was one thing I did spot, actually. There, was a few, there were a few times you picked, you could pick out, it was, it was, it was a voice you recognised, but because you know, as it had a different accent or had a slightly different lilt or it was just delivery of certain words, you're like, oh, hang on, I know that voice. And it, it, took, you know, it, it took a second or two just to click in who it was. But then yeah. once, once, once you once you know, it's like, oh yeah, of course it is. Why no, why didn't you get that? Why are you so stupid? No, and it's it's that type of thing. And yeah, for, there were quite a few of those. And this, I'm going, hang on, I know who that is. I know that was. I yeah. took a bit of time to to come through. Totally. I mean, you know, especially Jim Cummings. Whenever the the mailman shows up, the rabbit. Yeah. You're just like, oh right, it's Winnie the Pooh. 
Yes. <laughs> he's literally doing his poo voice. Yeah. Um, that when you say poo voice out of context, <laughs> I, I I don't know. It just doesn't sound right. But yeah, yeah you know, he's he's literally doing that, isn't he? Um, yeah. So so you can't you cannot mistake these voices, and and that to me also instantly lends this a little bit of credibility you know for, for a show that as i say pretty much vanished without a trace like yeah. not many people remember this show when i bring it up um, no and I mean, so i was expecting it to be when you poor. added it to the list i didn't know what it was i had to look um, i had to sort of look it up then i was like okay don't know it um so yeah i mean it's not it's not something that you'd ever say right okay no it, it was it was even even it was particularly well no particularly beloved at the time because most people I've spoken to again this week, where they said, "No, well, that's what we're doing." What the fuck is that? I've never heard of that. Yeah, and, and, then, and these people who I know, I I know very similar to us who watch a shit ton of cartoons as kids. Yeah, and then you try describing it to them, and they still go, "Huh?" But <laughs> like, not only that, what? it's it's not any what no, it's not any. I don't know that. That sounds stupid. It's what the fuck is that? Seriously, yeah. what is that? What who made who made a western with cows? Yeah, if if it wasn't for the game. Um, and the fact that I can very easily, especially when, you know, this day and age now when we've all got our mobile phones, I can very easily just pull up Google and go, look, this. And then yeah. people go, ah, but if it wasn't for the game, I generally think if I show people stills from this cartoon, they still wouldn't remember it. Yeah. But if I say the game and I pull the game up and show it to them, they go, oh, yeah, OK, yeah, I know that. And yeah. then you have to kind of go through the whole thing of like, yeah, but it was a show as well. Because um, I swear I've told some people about this and they just think I'm fucking making it up. <laughs> they're like, they think I've had some sort of weird fever dream. And I wish I had, because if this didn't exist, then I could write it. Um, but that's sadly not the case. Um, well, it's not sad because I quite enjoy this, but you know what I mean. Um, so, yeah, it, it, I was expecting to come back to it and be like, oh, my God, this is this is horrendous like this yeah no wonder it vanished but the second you hear those voices you're like no this is gonna be okay because yeah yeah you know, i mean not everything they're in especially when you know you work as much as these guys do not everything they're in is going to be a banger but at the same time there is a, a level of like okay well they didn't just get you know joe blogs down the road to come in yeah. and record some lines they, they paid some money they got a decent voice casting and i think yeah. I wouldn't swear by this, but I think it was from the Ruby Spears staple anyway. So it's not like there wasn't some sort of money in production behind this as well. Um, I don't know a great deal about the actual production of it. Uh, as usual, I've done no research whatsoever. So I'm just talking off the top of my head. Um, yeah, so you, you are you're partly right. Ruby Spears picked up for the second season. There you go. So I, I, knew, I knew I'd read somewhere that Ruby Spears was involved somewhere along the line. So... Yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it had some relative credibility, um, which makes me wonder why it only ran for two seasons. I guess that was the thing back then, wasn't it? Of Like, we, we've, we've had lots of these shows where they don't yeah. have high episode counts. You know, they, there's a lot of episodes in the season. But... Yeah, but I mean, what you normally get, what we've had previously, it's normally um, you get 26 episodes to, um, or two, you get to, per season, you get two seasons um, just to get you up to that and you know, towards that magic number. And then they can, they've, they've normally got enough because of half, no, they do them as half episodes and stuff, they can run them in syndication. This one, because they, um, because they were full length episodes and they, they said, like, well, we'll do th they only did 13 a season. So, well, we look at 26 episodes. It's going to take us forever to get to syndication. And mm -hmm. I don't know, I mean, I, I'm struggling to find anything about how it was received or anything like that, but I don't know whether they had the, um, they had the clout or they had the appeal to actually warrant making any more. 
No, I mean, I, I, I certainly don't know. Like, a lot of the, the shows of this ilk and of this era that we've looked at, you know, if, if we look for technical information, we can pretty much usually come up with, oh, this was voted number whatever it is on a list yeah. of, like, the best 200 cartoons of all time or whatever the fuck is going to be. Yeah. Whereas, again, you know, just like when you're talking to people, this just seems to have vanished without a fucking trace. Yeah. Like, it, it, it just, history just seems to have swallowed this show. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know why. I, <laughs> I I don't think it was even that popular at the time. I think you're right there. I, you know, I don't remember there being a lot of noise about this. And I know there were toys. And as I say, I know there was yeah. a comic. Um, well, there's only a limited comic. It was a three-issue uh, th- three, um, run. Yeah, there you go. Comics. It was a limited series. Um, yeah. And it was written, it wasn't even written by the people who wrote it. It was written by a collaborator of the creator. So obviously he didn't have anything to do that week. He said, fuck it, I'm going to write a comic arc. Um, but yes, I mean, it had a limited run with Archie Comics in 1992, I want to say. Yeah, 1992-93. You had the, the video game, which, um, as you said earlier on, it's, it was a four-player um, side-scroller. Um, on the on the on the wiki page, interestingly, it's uh, it says a four-player arcade game was released by Konami North America and Europe in 1992. Ryan Brown, who is the creator, worked closely with Konami on the game's development. The games are side-scrolling, run and gun, similar to Konami's previous game, Sunset Riders. So it doesn't say it's a direct rip, but I'm pretty sure you're right. I'm almost certain it was Sunset Riders. Just, I mean, you know, obviously there's probably a little bit of Mandela effect in here as well. Maybe the two things have kind of blended together in my mind. Um, Maybe. But I'm almost certain it was just Sunset Riders with with chunkier sprites, basically, because they were they were cows. Um, yeah. I certainly know the first level was almost exactly the same, where you're just wandering through a town shooting stuff. And then I'm pretty sure the second level was as well, where you're on horseback chasing a fucking train. Now, yeah. here's another thing. This is something I wanted to bring up. This has rubbed up against me before when we've looked at these things. But everybody's a walking, talking animal, right? They're all upright on two legs. They're yeah. all intelligent. They're all able to hold conversations. Even the yeah. fucking spiders and the scorpions. Mm. Why are the horses subservient yet again? What is know. it about horses? Well, horses like, are apparently dumb. I mean, they get a real bad fucking rap in these shows, don't they? Yeah. You know, every they, they time do. we look at something like this, Dogtanian was the same, and I remember being outraged by it there as well. <laughs> every time we look at these things... It's the poor fucking horses. They're yeah. just like, oh no, they're just vehicles. Like they, they're just for people to get around on. Well, that's, like, that's the thing, and I think the the problem is, I, I'm I'm assuming this is the case, as I, by all means, if anybody knows any better, please correct me. But I think because you're setting it in in a historical period where you didn't have cars or bikes or anything else, they still need a transport. And rather than go, right, what can we do? What can we can we don't know reverse engineer something so it looks like it could be from the period. No, we're too lazy for that. We're just going to use horses because that's what actual cowboys used. I mean, I get um, it. They wouldn't be cowboys if they weren't on horses, would they? But, I get but they, it. They, but they could be something like horses that were, I don't know, sort of mechanical or something. You know, if, if they, you know, they, 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 well, they've, yeah. they've gone down that route with, with the weapons and stuff anyway. So, no, they could have quite easily had some sort of... No, at the end of the day, it, it's, no, it's, it, it's, sci-fi. it's pseudo-sci-fi. You can do anything you like. But it's just like, and that's the thing we had the same discussion with D'Artagnan is that I think it was just laziness. They couldn't be asked to think of anything else because that's what they use, horses. So we'll just go with it. Yeah. But, you know, in, in a reality where a comet has hit and all the animals uh, have become sort of anthropomorphic, like you can still have them riding horses if you want. Although I question how a cow is able to ride on a horse. Well, yeah. But I mean, they're not like cow size and cow weight, are they? 
Uh, well, I, I mean, I don't know. They're pretty, they're pretty fucking stocky. The thing is, they've got to be relative to everything else, I suppose, haven't they? So yeah, I mean, you may, you may, you may, stuff are giant. Yeah, yeah. So you, you may do to all them kind of uh, massive, but then the rest of them, are like, Lily's not big, Cody's tiny. No, true, true. You know, every, everybody else you see, with the exception of the, you know, any of the extras you see there, any of the sort of the, the, um, the, the ones they sort of drawn as background characters, they could easily be people. Because they've not made any effort apart from giving them a little bit of a snout. Yeah, we'll come on to that in a minute as well. Um, um, but yes, I mean, your main guys, are they're, they're big and they're filled out. But again, no more so than for, for obviously what you had in Brave Star. No, it's, yeah. no, it's, not, it's not as if no, they're cow-shaped, but they're standing on two legs. Yeah, I guess you're right. I just think of the weight of a cow on a horse. But yeah, if they're not... If they're, no, they're not, not, they're not cow, cow size. Yeah, yeah, or bull size as it would be with our main guys, isn't it? But yeah. I mean, we're, you know, aside from that, aside from the, the the cow riding a horse thing, like, yeah, if everybody else has been anthropomorphized, like, just 30 30 that shit. Brave Star got it, right? Like, they can still yeah. ride on the horse. The horses can be part of the team. Yeah. They just happen to be the vehicles as well. Yeah. Like, there's no that's reason. Basically, it's like, like, that's their job. It's like, they're, no, no, uh, pre technology Uber. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what they contribute to the code of the west like they yeah. are the lawman's transport essentially and you know you can they've got a whole other skill set there haven't they as well like all right yeah. they can't fire guns because they got four hooves but they can kick things yeah and you know, potentially potentially if no if, if everything has been slightly mutated there's nothing to say that when they're not carrying people around they couldn't be on two legs at which exactly. point they could fight and they've got metal fucking hands exactly like so i i that bugged me <laughs> but yeah but that's not exclusive to this show. Every no. time we get something like this, I'm always bugged by the fact that horses are like this subservient yeah. culture. Like, yeah. I, I feel like, you know, horse lives matter too. Do you know what I mean? Like, somebody needs to address this shit. Um, but so there's that. But you, you touched on the fucking snouts. Like, that, it looks fine. Oh, this is going to sound so wrong. It looks fine on the bulls. Yeah. Because they've given them elongated snouts. Yes. The cows look scary as fuck. I don't yeah, know what they've, they've done to those I, noses. I know what they've done there. If you if you look at um, Lily as your example, they've done to her what they did to um, Chitara and the female characters in, in Thundercats. Because they don't want them to look like the animals. They want them to look like... Uh, they, they, no, they want them to look like human they, women. They want them to look sexy. They, I was going to say they want to sexualize them. Just saying. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's what they've done is that they've given them, uh, no, they've given a human body. So they, you know, they, they give them, uh, no, they give them breasts. So, you know, they, they they give them longer legs. You know, they 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 give them the long hair, all this sort of stuff. But then if you if you had a cow's head on that, that's going to look weird. So what they've done instead is said, right, well we'll we'll pair it back. So it'll be almost a human face with a slight indentation where the outline of a snout would start. But then instead of that, it just looks like they they you know they've got a 20-year-old face and a 90-year-old mouth. Yeah, I mean, they look more like pigs than they do cows. They've got this weird yeah. snout. Yes. Um, I don't know. It, it, I just really didn't like it. it. It looked creepy to me. Yeah. Um, but maybe it's not that that was looking creepy then. Maybe it was the, the sexualized form, actually, that I was finding creepy. And well, the nose it's, it's, was... it's the, the, no, the nose and mouth are the only bits that are wrong. I said the, the eye is the shape of the head, where the ears are. Um, no, so in the rest of the body, that's all fine. That looks like it, you no, know, like it would on a hum on a, a human character. It's just that um, it's that snout area. It just mm. doesn't feel. It doesn't fit. You're right because she's got two breasts as well, isn't she? Mm. Not six. Instead of, yeah, instead of others. 
Yeah. Which is what she should have, obviously. Well, yeah, exactly. Huh. Well, then again, that comes back to the whole the sexualization part because I'm I mean, I'm sure, that, I'm sure there's people that are into that, you know. Um, six tits, who wouldn't be into that? Well, they, if they wouldn't be tits, though, would they? They'd be udders. That's the thing. Yeah, but, if you, but if you were doing it in the way that they've done the animation, you know, the, the, the character design for this, they've not given that, but they've, you know, they've, they've gone for tits. So, what they well, hang on, if you're going to do that, give yeah, them all six because but... I've done with it. I'm still not sure you'd have six tits, though, would you? Because that would look worse, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, it would, it would look like... You know, I think six you know, tits would look worse than others. Yeah, because what it would look like is it would be that, you know, you've, you've, you've had a... You've had a... You know, you've got you've had your abs really, you know, well-honed and then you've developed, like, multiple hernias. Yeah, that, that is what it would be. The women would have six-packs, wouldn't they? They would yeah. look like female bodybuilders. Not that yeah. there's anything wrong with female bodybuilders. It's just when you're trying to sort of draw this conventionally sexualized form, yeah. that's going to rub up against you the wrong way as well, isn't it? So there's yeah, no, it no simple way out of this, really, other than, I guess, giving her two breasts, which it, it just, it's weird. It, yeah. no, those character designs really, yeah, I'm not a furry, clearly. So yeah. Did they have tails? I, uh, I believe she does have a tail, doesn't she, Lily Bovine? Uh, I'm not know. sure if they've all remember. got tails. I can't remember. Um, I obviously wasn't paying enough attention when I watched it, but um, yeah. it certainly didn't rub up against me. If they did, hang on. Let's see if Google is your friend, kids. Let's see if I can find. Because um, again, it's the sort of thing that. Oh, I really know. wish I hadn't googled Lily Bovine. Oh my God, I should know better, shouldn't I? <laughs> I gotta do it now, haven't I? Um, so all of the deviant art that I'm seeing, she has a tail. Um, and you can tell because she's not fucking wearing very much. Um, okay, no, I've, I've done it. Oh, fuck, no, actually, yeah. Yeah, I shouldn't have Googled that. No, no, please don't do this, listeners, uh, unless you're into this kind of thing, in which case, you know, God bless you. Yeah, knock yourself out. <laughs> yeah, whatever you like, you like. Um, I, I was going to use the phrase, you do you, but that probably doesn't, no, probably doesn't give the right message either. Uh, it's better than doing cows, I guess. No, so, I mean, look, is, is there anything illegal? Yes, I think it is illegal to fuck a cow, isn't it? Yeah, I think bestiality. bestiality. Yeah, yeah, bestiality is still illegal, right? I'm just checking because, you know, society's moved on. Um, well, yeah, hopefully a, it's moved away from that. She's not even a real cow, is she? We're having a theoretical conversation <laughs> about fucking an imaginary cow with breasts. How did we get here? I don't know. I don't, neither do I. Um, anyway, if you're into cows, fine. Just be into cows, but just don't hurt anybody, I guess, is what we're saying. And uh, or, if or you are into cows. In, yeah, and if you are into that kind of thing, just Google Lily Bovine and away you go. Um, knock yourself yeah. out. Um, yeah. They've also, I mean, they've made her thick in these <laughs> these as well. Like, yeah. they, they're, definitely, uh, they're definitely off chart on the character design because yes. um, she's thick in these but she does have a tail um and psd is yeah um, she, but saying that she, she has a tail in the fan art but in the, the, the screen grab she doesn't so she doesn't have a tail then there you go no i no, mean there's all, a missed opportunity. Screen grab, she doesn't missed opportunity here by not giving them tails they? because they have lassos so if they had tails they could use those instead yeah but then no, by the time you tie the knot in the end of it it's gonna fucking hurt and your range is more limited i guess so yeah I guess so. Because again, okay. that, that's the problem with that scenario. Yeah, you know, as opposed to, you know, because you could never do that as opposed to, you know, digging holes and having trains fucking drive through them and, you know, yeah. 
having a gun that fires fucking sheriff's badges, but you could never tie a knot in a tail and throw it. Um, all right, so look, weird sexualized cows aside, um, I don't, I didn't really have any other problems with this. It was that was the only thing when I was watching it, where every time like Lily would come on, or like there's an episode where Moo goes home and meets his childhood sweetheart as well, whose name escapes me now. Um, oh, that had... name was Sadie, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It was Sadie. Good, yeah, good memory. Um, why am I saying good memory? You only watched it this afternoon, probably, didn't you? This, this was like two weeks ago for me, so I can't remember it. But like, yeah, it's fresh in your mind. Um, mine still. This afternoon was hours away. So, but yeah, whenever they would come on screen, I'd just be like, something. I don't know what it is, but I just felt uncomfortable looking at them. There yeah. was something that just rubbed me up the wrong way. Um, and it's a shame because actually, as characters, as I say, they they're pretty good you know especially lily i think they do as you mentioned earlier on they do great work with her she's not just window dressing you know yeah. she does have stuff to do she does contribute um it's just unfortunate that she's got that weird fucking and it's flat as well that that's the thing they've tried to make it two-tone yeah you know but in doing that they've just flattened the nose out into a snout and it cows don't even look like that that's the thing no. i think that's what it is it's like that's not a cow she's got like a human body, a cow face, and a pig snout. Like, yeah. she's some sort of weird, mutant, piggy cow woman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, just don't get it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean the whole um, the whole thing of it, it's, no, it's for me, it just seems slight, the, the, it seems slightly misdrawn. There's just, every character, there's just something where you think, okay, you know, on first glance, yes, okay, it's all fine. You know, it, the animation is good, it all moves well, it's fine, it all moves well, but then the the snouts bugged me and the tail i wasn't sure about i was i wasn't sure if it was there or not um but even um like uh, moo dakota and and um colorado kid there's just something slightly too they're slightly slightly off they're, they're not cow enough like you know as I, I know they've got no they're they're more so than the um than the rest of the cast no, they're 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 bulls but it, i don't know just something about it seems a bit too soft and a bit too like the proportions are wrong no, no, the head, like, no, the, the snouts aren't long enough for the heads. And it just, I don't know, just something about the, the I said the character design it doesn't sit quite right with me. Yeah, I, I agree. There is something off about it, um, but it doesn't really bug me with anybody other than the cows. It, it's, it's specifically the cows. The bulls don't bother me so much. It's whenever there's a cow, it really bothers me. You know, on, on the other side, I think the insects are all really well observed. Yes. You know, yeah. I, th I think, you know, scorpions, spiders, all of this, they draw them very, very well. They kind of, yeah. they always remind me, especially the scorpion reminds me of like whenever they do an insect in the Muppets and they like yeah. really exaggerate spindly limbs and stuff like that. So they all yeah, look really good. Sort of the, the, um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, so the spindly limbs, but the really big bulgy eyes as well. That's yeah. another, again, it's, it's like a really, it's a, it's a really easy st uh, staple for designing an insect character or a, a caricature, I should say. Um, and yeah, it's, it's one of those, I didn't have any problems with those. I say it's the, the bovines that didn't work for me. Yeah, which is, which I guess is a problem when your show is literally about cows. Yeah. You know? Also, they don't drink milk. Like, I know. Yeah. Well, no, look, I know, like, before anybody fucking writes in and calls me an idiot, I know cows shouldn't drink milk, but... Again, it's that fucking well, plausible they, implausibility thing. They can't. Well, they, 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 drink, they, they drink their parents' milk, don't they? Yeah. Just, so to me, they should all be drinking milk. Yeah, they should like, be. In a, they should, you know, in in that bar, she should be you know, sliding across shots of milk. 
yeah, they, I mean, this should be their pizza, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, it should all be about milkshakes. Like, that's what they're drinking is milkshakes. Because then it's, you know, they can all go in the bar and drink milkshakes. They're not drinking whiskey or anything. So you can yeah. get away with it. So, yeah, that's a missed opportunity there. But, you know, these are, this is nitpicking. This is us going, like, you know, it could be better if they did this. Yeah. I, aside from the character designs, I don't think anything's really at fault, if you like. No. I think everything else here works really well. And I don't understand, particularly the time it came out as well, I don't understand how this wasn't more of a thing than it than it is, whether it yeah. just got whether it just got lost amongst the swarm of everything else. But even so, like it's different enough. Like it's it's not just another kind of present day mutated anthropomorphic crime fighting yeah. team. You know, it's not a street sharks or a biker mice or a turtles. Well, I was, I was going to say, I mean, no, Turtles was no, was the thing. Turtles was the zeitgeist, wasn't it? And then everything kind of followed from that. Um, but there's no reason for Biker Mice from Mars to have hit and this not to have. There's, no. No, there's, there's nothing in that which which sets it apart and makes it special, as opposed to this. Actually, if anything, as, as no, we, we did Biker Mice from Mars probably a year ago now, um, but actually there was a lot wrong with that, that this doesn't, no, this doesn't have the same problems. So I don't no. know what it was about this, unless it was that the... The investment wasn't there, the backing wasn't there from the beginning, and they did they didn't get themselves out there enough. No, I mean, like most of Mars was every fucking where as well. I remember that. Yeah, I I think, so I think it's partly that uh, Bike Mice from Mars is you know, for as much as as we ragged on it um, at the time, you know, they were extreme characters, they were radical, yeah. they were everything that that the '90s was about, and so I think and and us included probably kids of that time would have responded to that and just been like oh yeah these are cool they're cool yeah. fucking cool dude mice like excellent whereas cowboys you know unless you're like me um and and you have an interest in them because you're fucking brought up on these things yeah like i, I think that scene is kind of oh well that's old tiny shit that's yeah. i don't want to watch that that's what that's what my granddad fucking watched like that's boring it's rubbish it's old and so Maybe there was a bit of that, and and that's yeah, that's possibly. unfortunate because I think you know you lose out on a on some really good action adventure tales um, yeah. by by sidestepping this stuff. Um, but also, it's interesting you mentioned biker mice as well because yes, we did um, we did pull up biker mice particularly for a lot of its culturally insensitive yeah. attitudes and and a lot of its gender in, insensitive attitudes as well. Yes. Um, and this, you know, there are inherent problems with the Western genre. Yeah. Um, that you know, in recent times, we we've actively tackled head on, um, but this I felt did a very good job of just completely sidestepping those. Like certainly in the episodes I've watched, anyway, there was yeah. no like they, they just weren't there. You know, they, they, there was just no cultural appropriation at play yeah. that I could see anyway. Um, and I, you know, I, I think credit to them for that because again, it's an it's an easy pull to have. Yeah, I don't know what the, what they would be. What 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 would they be? Uh, not cows, obviously. They wouldn't be the insects. But anyway, to have a indigenous tribe of people then, um, yeah. and and paint them to be a completely different race and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and have them talk funny, but they, yeah. as far as I can tell, like I may be wrong, but in the episodes I've watched, I haven't seen any evidence of that whatsoever. Yeah. Um, no, that's right. I mean, they, I mean, a lot of the um, the characters they did have when they did go down that route of having other types of animals. No, you had um, you had um, sh you know, uh, sheep-based characters, or um, um, you had boars. You had um, 
yeah, I think there's a bear at one point as well. Um, so you know, you had a lot of this stuff, and it's like, well, okay, they've gone down that route, and they've got, you know, they've done meals. You think, well, okay, they've done that, but again, they haven't got gone down that route of saying, well, anybody who's not a cow is bad. Anybody who's not a cow is wrong. Yeah, they've just gone, well, fuck it, it's a scorpion. Fuck it, it's yeah. a spider. Fuck it, it's a boar. Who cares? You know, it's it's the character we're interested, in, not the not the species. Yeah, exactly. And and as, and as I say, there, there is an, an inherent trap there to have this, you know, indigenous species of whatever they're going to be, bears, yeah. pigs, sheep, yeah. any other farm animal, basically, um, that, that, you know, the, the cows have encroached on and that chase them with hatchets and bows and arrows or whatever. But they yeah. they haven't done that. Um, and, and I think, you know, for when this came out, that was still something that pervaded these stories. You know, yes, that was still a definitely. thing. Yeah. So for them to have acknowledged and sidestepped that needs needs mentioning um, and, and saluting. And also, as as we've said two or three times already, like the attitude towards female characters here as well is is pretty sharp. Um, yeah. You know, Lily's not getting kidnapped every week and yeah. and screaming for Mo Montana to come and rescue her. Like she'll she'll actively get involved. Like, yeah, she's not riding around with them shooting shit, but. She'll actively get involved um, and, and actually in, in some episodes drive the plot forward as well. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's something to be said for where it stood culturally at, at this mm. point as well, com- compared to the yeah. just abomination that is Biker Mice from Mars, to be frank. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and for more on Biker Mice from Mars, if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to other episodes and you happen to be a fan of Biker Mice, then please do go back and listen because we're not going to get into it all again here but wow that shows not what you remember i promise you um so yeah i I think you know credits due there as well to everyone involved to be able to just really make what is a pretty competent action adventure show that as an adult even i I, i'd be comfortable recommending this to an adult now who has no memory of it has no connection to it i'm just saying look, look this is just a really good cowboy action adventure show like it, it genuinely it's good if you want some stories about cowboys riding around in the old west and shooting people and rescuing yeah. bandits and or sorry arresting bandits and you know rescuing trains and stuff like that this is it like it's it's really good so yeah. it, it does exactly what it says on the tin no more no less yeah. but it does it as good as anything else has been in the genre they just all happen to be cows and there's some inherent humor that comes from that and it does it in a relatively progressive manner. I think, you know, it, it yeah. does manage to. And as I say, I think this is this is an early adopter of that. It does manage to sidestep a lot of the problematic tropes that come yeah. with this genre and just acknowledge that they shouldn't be there. And we don't need them actually to tell these stories. Yeah. You know, um, it, it was just an easy way of getting a villain. But instead, we just have a villain who is also a bull just like the heroes we could argue that he's a jet black bull um but you know how far do we want to go with this um uh, again yeah. again you know there's no cultural appropriation involved linked to the color of his of his fur there you know no. other, other than the fact that his fur is jet black he talks exactly like the others you know carries himself exactly like the others yeah. he's just obviously the masked villain there um so yeah i i don't have too much more to say i think we've we've gushed about it for nearly an hour now and i think we've actually pulled out quite a lot um yeah i'm really really pleased that 
I went back and watched this and I'm really, really pleased that actually it's better than I remembered um, because I because I was expecting this to be awful. I'll be honest, I put it on the list thinking, oh, this will be an hour of us pissing and moaning. And that's normally funny. Um, yeah. Whereas it, it's not really been that because, I, I, well, I, I gather from what you've said, you enjoyed it as well. And I certainly did. Um, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how much of it I'm, I'm going to watch, you know, because we, we just watch so much stuff. And particularly we've had a very good run of late. And there's still there's still stuff that I'm watching that we started for episodes, you know, two, three months ago, um, yeah. because we've had some really good stuff. And and whether this is quite good enough to make that upper tier list where I carry on watching when we're done, I don't know. But I've certainly really enjoyed the, the couple of weeks I've spent with it, you know, and, and the fact that it's watching it for free on YouTube, which, you know, we always like to, to tell people to pay for their content, but it just isn't available anywhere. No, it's, it's like, not anywhere. It's, you know, th this thing really has been swallowed by history. Thankfully, there are enough people out there who must feel like us that that it was worth it was good and it was worth preserving. So they've they've managed to dump it on, on YouTube in, in pretty high quality streams as well, to be fair. Um, so it is out there if you want to watch it. And I, I recommend anyone does. I, I think it's I think it's really, really good. Like, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I didn't know the show. Um, so I've, I've come at it more or less cold. Um, I watched, let's say, three or four this afternoon, um, Kids Do Activities on a Tuesday after school. So I had a nice sort of hour or so to sit in the car and wait for them to finish. So I got to do it then. And yeah, I enjoyed it. So it's, it was, it's, it's never going to set the world on fire. It's never going to be, no, nobody's going to be including this in their top 10 lists of best shows ever. No. But as you said, it's, I think the word used was competent. And it is. It's, it's competently written. It's competently produced. It's, comp no, it's competently performed. And it's just it, it's just a decent show, and you you've got you come to think right, okay, well, yeah, I've watched a couple. I'm probably not going to watch any more because we've got other stuff to watch. Um, obviously, we're coming up to that now, that time of year where we watch a shitload more stuff than normal. Um, I have to take my jumpers out again. Um, you know, we've we've got stuff to do. That, uh, no, we we've got other projects going on as well you know, outside of the uh, the pods as well. So no, we we're we're no, we're busy. So it's not something I can say right. I'm now going to sit down and watch the remaining twenty episodes I didn't watch. But if at some point in the future I've got a bit of downtime, I, no, it's not going to be one of those shows where I go, you know what? Fuck it, no, I never, I never watch that again. I could quite feasibly sit down and go, you know what? I've got an hour. I'll chuck one on, see what happens. Yeah, I, I could definitely do that. Um, this, I think, this is something that were it readily available, I probably would own on DVD, um, because it is just like that. It's like I've got an hour. What am I going to watch? And sometimes I will just go and reach for for the animation shelf when I'm feeling yeah. like that. Very rare do I just have an hour's downtime. Um, but when I do, you know, sometimes it is a case of, right, hang on, let's grab the Thundercats box set. Let's grab the Rescue Rangers box set. Let's, you know, because these are easy watches, a lot of yeah. these. And this this falls right into that category. It's an easy 20 to 25 minutes. Yes. You know, you know by the end of the episode, then all the wrongs are going to be righted and the status quo is going to be back to normal and everything's going yeah. to be reset and we're ready to go the following week. And there's a lot to be said for that, you yeah. know, for that just simple entertainment. And that that's what this is. And I I don't mean that to sound derogatory, you know, oh, it's simple. I, I don't yeah. mean that as a bad thing. Sometimes, you know, simple executed well is really, really good. There's, there's a reason that the Western genre has has been around for so long, yeah. especially when it is essentially a constant retelling of the same handful of four or five stories. 
Well, yeah, and it's, it, I mean, it's very difficult, especially now, to tell a new Western story because the, no, they, because of when, no, they're, they're based in a, a bygone era, which is further and further removed and harder and harder to, to, um, to, to um, connect with and to, to, to recognize. So, you know, it's, it's not surprising you don't see so many of them now, but actually, you know, you look at something like Firefly, that was a Western series, just happened to be set in space. Yes. And no, so it, it is doable. But I think a lot more work has to go in it to make it relevant. And I think that's I mean, why we don't yeah. see so much of that this type of thing. And it's a shame because actually this show actually proves quite well that you can do it to great effect without spending a lot of money. You can I mean Westerns were especially spaghetti westerns were notoriously cheap. That's yeah, that that's the why they exist. Yeah, that that is the whole point. And ironically now, as you say, as we've got more and more removed, they've become more and more expensive because they've become more period, you yeah. know. Um now Hollywood has been switched on enough to um, preserve a few of these western towns. So it is, you know, there are I think two or three ranches out yeah. in California that are still regularly used to shoot westerns, and you just hire the whole ranch, and there's all your sets, lock, stock, the lot, all the facades yeah. and the interiors are all built, which yeah. is why so many western western towns look the same. There's yeah. still an element of the old studio model involved with those, but I think. Where I was going with all that anyway, to pick up on your point, um, I think coming back and watching something like this now, just like when you go back and watch um, some, some older spaghetti westerns or even going back before that and watching some of the Duke stuff. Um, there was a period from sort of the mid 90s to the late two, well, late, yeah, late 40s, really, where we did get postmodern with our westerns because we had yeah. to. So. So we did take it into the future with things like Firefly and, you know, we did sort of um, bring it slightly later into the sort of uh, early 19th century and stuff like that. And we we did sort of try and go postmodern with these and tell the same stories yeah. and sort of just keep the the guts of the genre, if you like. Yeah. But time shift it slightly and look back on some of the things that we've done and observe it through a different lens and not to sort of take anything away from that. But. I think after you've had a period of that with postmodernism, and we're seeing this happen with horror now as well, postmodernism yeah. goes so far before you need the great reset because yeah. then postmodernism becomes your new norm. And then it's a case of, well, actually, no, all of this exists because this primary set of rules existed 50 years yes. ago. So let's go back and look at that because actually what I want here is is just something refreshing. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. only... I was going to say you 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 did get an element of that again. You had um, there was a spate of uh, Hollywood films, probably from about two thousand and seven into the mid tens, uh, mid teens, whereby you had things like Taken, which again they they, they borrowed a lot from these genres. You know, you've got the sort of the 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 man outside the law who's looking to you know to to uh, to right a wrong and you know, and to protect people. And you see, they, you did get these tropes that were still being reused, and they were being but they, and they were being drawn on. Mm -hmm. But a lot, no, they sort of got swallowed into the the action genre, if you like, and people didn't really. People find it very difficult to reconcile the two. Is that actually that's that's more of a western than it is a than it is an action film, and it's interesting that oh, it's interesting to me anyway. People might think it's not because not everybody likes the same things, but I, I find it interesting that, that there's if I no if if I was to say to you tomorrow, right, we've got X number of million quid, we're going to make an action film, or we've got X X number of million quid, we can go make a western. You and me would both say, "Fuck it, let's make a western." Hundred percent of the time. <laughs> but if you ask ninety-eight other people, yeah. they'd say the majority, the vast majority, would say we'll make an action film because that's what sells now. Not realizing that actually, the better action films in, in commas, um, at the moment do have these sort of, uh, more western elements to them. 
Yeah, they absolutely do. I mean, you you boil it, you know, you boil the action film down to its core element, and yeah, yeah you've got the man slightly outside the law, even if he is a you know uh, a lawman himself, he's going to have to bend his rules slightly, and he's going to yeah. have to go slightly off the rails, and he's going to have to confront his personal demons, and more often than not, it's going to end in a one-on-one showdown, and they're both going to be carrying handguns. Like that's that's an action film for you, and you trace that all the way back through its lineage, and yeah, it does yeah. go back to like westerns are yeah. where all of that starts, and and so yeah, I, I think after a period of it being postmodern like that, it is refreshing just to come back and and because we sort of even though I remembered this, I I've forgotten exactly what it was, so it's almost like coming to it fresh in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like just discovering this new western show that I can go like, oh okay, here's here's a a classical western show that i can watch yeah. and i'm bang up for that you know so I, I i'm just able to enjoy it on that level mm. so yeah i i think there's a lot to be said for that and i think we'll start to see a lot more of it as well i i, I think things do go in cycles oh, and i'm sure there will be a time when the classic western makes its comeback um not right now because with the way the world's going at the moment horror and sci-fi are definitely all you're going to see for the next <laughs> 10 yeah. to 15 years I know um, when, when people do try and make westerns they get shot on set so you know we tend to just avoid oh, that oh, oh, oh. too soon too soon i'm not sure i'm not sure it's ever not too soon for that <laughs> well i mean yeah there's there's a lot of stories coming around about that i mean i think that you kind of depending because of the way that america is at the moment the way it's being presented is it's either you know it's idiocy on the, on behalf of uh, somebody who has advocated against guns for a long time or it's you know, somebody trying to murder somebody which is the one I heard last week it was, it was, it was the, the gun was loaded intentionally um, so yeah I mean it's, it's going to be what it is but at least it's, no, it's, at least it's topical um, yeah I mean uh, okay look this isn't this isn't our place to talk about but I you brought it up so I am going to weigh in on this because we we talked about this uh, extensively over on Game of Moments, particularly when yeah. we did our review of Fire Cannot Kill a Dragon. Okay, this this isn't about whether somebody was murdered. This isn't about gun control even. No. What this is about is about an industry that we we are part of in a very, very small way, albeit, you know, nowhere near the level that this production's going. Yeah. Um, but this is about an industry that repeatedly, repeatedly just blatantly breaks health basic health and safety yeah. rules and ignores them and does so because it's done that for generations and does so because everybody involved is just so happy and enthused yeah. and in love with what they're doing yes that it it's not work you don't think about it and and you don't think about whether it's safe or not you just think about ah look at this and play with guns isn't this cool you're not thinking about whether it's loaded these yeah. processes are in place and sadly even on the best productions they're not as stringently enforced as oh, they God, should no. be because because as we know movie sets are their own little microcosm all right and and what goes on on that set you know it's a bit like vegas <laughs> <You know? laughs> what happens on set stays on set a lot of times um yeah. and that needs to change that really yeah. does need to change and and it can change without stifling any sort of creativity and it can change and make a healthier workplace for everybody and we're yeah. starting to see more and more performers especially speak out against this type of thing now and not just from a health and safety standpoint but also from a mental health standpoint as well um yeah. where the, where there's perhaps been you know what we would regard in a professional working environment as hr issues yeah. that, that are called 
and we're not a video this week because it's it's gone tits up, but I, I am doing air quotes as I say this, that are called creative differences. No, no, what they are are bullying in the workplace and just basic HR issues that any professional company would have you straight out the door and you're asked for. What's, what happens on set stays on set because everybody's fearing for their career and everybody's just having too much fun and making too much fucking money yeah. that they don't want to risk it. Yeah, nobody um, wants to be that person who says, actually, yeah, that wasn't right. No. And I mean, we, we, saw, we saw that with, uh, no, as you just see with the, sort of the, the production aspect and safety aspect, you saw that with the, the whole B2 movement and all, all the stuff that came out through that, the various people who got away with it for years because people were afraid to speak up. People weren't people weren't, weren't in a position or didn't feel they were in a position to actually stick up for themselves or stick up for other people and go, no, what you're doing is wrong. You can be fucking douche monkey. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's, and that's what needs to change. I mean, into, I mean, you talked about sort of the, as an industry, the, the, the sheer number of these cases we see um, on, on our high profile films as well. Um, lots of fatalities, lots of amputations involving car chases. Yeah. Because they don't plan them properly. They don't execute them properly. But again, it's one of those. And in, in this country, it's improved a lot because the, the regulators are a lot more involved. But you don't see OSHA getting involved in, in the States and going, actually, yeah, we're going to shut you down. We're going we're gonna to make, no, we're going to take you to task. We're going to make an example of you over this because yeah. nobody wants to be in it. Nobody wants that to happen. No, and look, there are there are professionals within the industry who whose job it is to do this and who are very, very good at their job. You know, yeah. there are professionals whose job it is to, to consult on the firearms and to make sure they're properly loaded and to make sure you're using the right firearms and to make sure you're filming the most exciting car chase that you can because they've choreographed it all and planned it out. Yeah. But sadly, you know, just like anything else, and, and this happens with, I mean, listen to us rant about it on Better Than Mario as well, when you can get a simple instruction from, from a director that doesn't transition all the way down through the chain. And the same thing can happen in these departments as well. Yeah. And sadly, when you get down to the lowest paid intern at the bottom of the tree, who's just there trying to fucking lick boots and make their way up, or in some cases, just trying to make a living, maybe they haven't checked if that gun was loaded or not, because yeah. maybe they don't give a fuck. Because maybe they were up till 5am doing yeah. paperwork for the shoot the day before and they're running on pure caffeine and you're not yeah. giving them enough time off and this is a horrible working environment. So yeah. maybe they don't give a fuck. Well, anyway. that's it. I mean, and maybe, no, it may not even be that. It may just be a case of, look, no, they've, they've gone, right, well, why would no, Why would there be live rounds? Because we're not using live rounds today, so why would that box even come out of the safe? Yeah, exactly. Of course it's, of course it's not loaded because we're only using blanks at the moment. It's, no, it's, it's that sort of thing. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's... It, no, it, it's yeah, it's a horrible situation. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have been quite so glib about it, probably. Uh, no, but it, you know, it's an important discussion, and this probably isn't the forum to have it. But it is something that I've spoke to a few people about over the last couple of weeks. Um, particularly, you know, see all the the shit coming out um, about the CW shows at the moment, and and the argument about whether Ruby Rose is right yeah. or wrong. Both yeah. sides circling the wagon there, and actually. She's neither right nor wrong. This whole production sounds like a fucking shit show. Yeah, it sounds like an absolute <laughs> horror story. And, and, you know, maybe she is an absolute bitch. We don't know. We don't know. But also the fact that the production is circling the wagons and slinging mud when they should be saying, yep, we could have done better. You know, the, the whole thing is fucked. The system is fucked. And until yeah. that's acknowledged and until people call attention to that, and sadly, until things like this happen, then it's going to continue to be that way. But anyway, sorry, listeners, that was a 10 minute detour. And I'm sorry if we've lost you <laughs> on all that. But as you can tell, this is something that's quite important to both of us, because this is both of our professional lives just converging, essentially, yeah. uh, into one big melting pot. So it is something that, as you can tell, we both have quite strong views on. Um, I hope that wasn't 
too much of a fucking downer at the end of what has been a really good episode <laughs> about about fucking cows riding on horses and firing guns that shoot fucking sheriff's badges essentially yeah. um so yeah all of that is to say um i really enjoyed this please go and watch it yeah um absolutely i mean i yeah I, i've got nothing to add to that i was really i was really pleased i was really impressed and at some point i'll go back and watch the rest of it but it probably won't be anytime soon just because i'm too busy um, but yeah, we no, as always, we'd love to know what what uh, what you think, listeners. Um, if you if you remember it, please share the records of recollections with us because I mean, you know, it's 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 good to know where you know, where people are coming from with these shows. If you if you don't remember and you've got you've, you've you're taking it the first time, same as same as myself, then again, let us know what you think of it because you know, we may be completely off piece with this. We may be the only ones who actually think it's any good. Um, but beyond that, um, uh, I can't remember what I was going to say. Fuck, not sleeping enough. Um, well, this is just a fucking train wreck this last <laughs> 10 minutes, isn't it? Yeah, maybe we'll drop this. Um, don't we fucking... Don't kid yourself. I've already got to do an edit in the middle because the camera's <laughs> fucked up. I'm not editing this as well. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> you just got to listen to this. Um, yeah, so... Um, but beyond that, if you want to listen to any of our other shows or previous episodes of this show, please go to our website, ddpodcast.net. Uh, you can get in touch with us on Twitter at ddpodcast.net or Pod. Uh, on Facebook and YouTube with the Double M Podcast Network. Uh, like and uh, comment on there. Wherever you get your podcast from, like, share, subscribe, and we'll get back to you as best we can. Until next time. See you later.